Hi, welcome to Joy Score, offering tips and tools in health, fitness, and mindfulness for your personal journey. I will be your host today. My name is Ellie Lund, and I have the pleasure of speaking to Michelle Bernal. <laughs> welcome, Michelle. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you. We are so delighted to have you here today. I'm elated to be here. Thank awesome. you for the opportunity. Yes, of course. So, Michelle is a first-generation college graduate. She obtained her bachelor's in science, uh, a science degree in biology from uh, in, with pre-med, actually, a pre-med emphasis from um, Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. She enjoys reading, traveling, and running, so she's a fitness guru. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually has plans in her future to go into healthcare and become a healthcare professional, possibly a doctor, right, Michelle? Plan. And do you have like an idea of what um, area you'd like to focus on in that? You know, right now my exposure is orthopedics. Um, so with that said, um, until I get to school, I'm sure I'll have more exposure and then I'll make a decision then. Okay, that sounds great. And uh, you guys can find Michelle on Instagram um, at underscore M-B-E-R-N-A-L underscore so let's get started. Let's do so, it. So, <laughs> Michelle, tell me a little bit about what it has been like to be in college. And today you're actually going to be talking about the connection between fitness and mental health as you've experienced it in terms of going to college and all of the challenges that you've gone through and also your successes. Taking things day by day because, you know, each day, like as I self-reflect on each day, um, I wouldn't say failure, but it's like, what did I do that I could do better? What is it that I did today that I can work on tomorrow? So as a whole, you know, with failure being like just the broad term, like failure, yes, every successful person has their failures. Right. Um, for me, I self-assess every day because I know I anticipate that obstacles are going to come, challenges, whatever you want to call it. But we have control to, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We have the ability to prevent that from happening if we, uh, you know, just take our time and we go about our days, our daily goals, you know, mm-hmm. planning-wise. And, and and we can get more into that a little yeah. later, but regarding planning. And so, yeah. But it- failure, it's, yeah. It, it sounds like what I've experienced right? many times. It's so awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, love it. <laughs> most people would say, is that awesome, really? Yeah, it is absolutely awesome because we learn from our mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so awesome to make them and to learn from them. And what I'm picking up from you is that you're very self-reflective. Yes, right? And you have this continuous improvement kind of piece that that's what brings you to higher levels of consciousness is that idea of, okay, this just happened. How am I going to move forward? Yes. And the idea also that you're not, I think what you're saying is that I'm not going to react to it. I'm going to respond to it. And I've learned from these experiences. And now that they're coming up, I am going to be responding in a different way. Yeah. So I actually adapted that mentality from my research professor um, at Grand Canyon. His Mm -hmm. name's Dr. Dale. And uh, I remember having a conversation with him and I asked him, you know, Dr. Dale, what do you do in the event you're faced with a challenge? Mm. And he told me, for every action, there's a reaction. Yes. And how you respond is important. So I, I often reflect on what my mentors have 
taught me or, or, or told me because when when I have those questions, especially when I'm talking to someone who I, you know, admire or someone who I just look up to, when they speak, I listen mm-hmm. and I take those mental notes because I know that I will encounter at some point in my life a challenge and obstacle. We all do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I take I, I take those mental notes and I stash them away. So mm-hmm. when I'm presented with it, it's it for me. It's you know, this is what I need to do. Right. This is what I've been taught, and this is the knowledge that I'm applying. Right. So that's so wise. How how do you take mental notes? Do you do you ever journal about them? Is this something like you write a book down, or do you have like a book, or what is it that you do to take these mental notes through life? So. That's a great question. Um, I often challenge myself to um, use my memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't write as much as I should. I mean, a journal and a book are those are great, you know, resources to take to jot those mental notes down. But I like to exercise my brain plasticity. You know, I like to reference something, associate it with something, and that's how I remember it. Right. So, for example, uh, well, I guess. When you're asking mental notes, are you just referring to something? What are you referring to as So like you notes? said, oh, I take mental notes of the things that these professors have told me or my mentors have told me. Like, right. how do you take mental notes? Like, how can you remember something that far? I can't remember what happened yesterday, <laughs> let alone what happened just now. Like, you know, yeah. like this morning. What did I eat for breakfast? I yeah, can't. memory is, for me, it's something that is going to be very essential, uh, like, aspiring to be a future healthcare professional mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of things that I'm gonna have to remember right so that that actually is something that I work on daily mm-hmm. and I I do research about you know foods to help um, brain power you know like cognitive function and and that's like a reason why I run is because aerobic exercise is proven to to um, enhance or increase your um, your cognitive function so in regard to how I take those mental notes, um, I do. I have a planner now that you mention it. I, I bought a planner at Target. I love Target. It's <laughs> <laughs> a plug. Yeah, they... I'm just kidding. I buy way too much stuff when I go to Target than I should. <laughs> I have to go in with cash because if I go in with my card, it's, it's done. <laughs> but yes, I have a planner. And um, what I do specifically at work because... I love my job. Mm. I tell us a little bit about what you're doing. So I'm a medical assistant at an orthopedic clinic, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> right now during the pandemic, I'm actually working for a primary care physician. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to the pandemic, I was working with um, a men- uh, another mentor of mine, Dr. Mueller. Um, he's an orthopedic surgeon, mm-hmm. and I, I've been I've been working with him uh, throughout the years. Like I would work for him for a summer when I would back from college but now that I graduated I, I've been work I was working with him primarily COVID happened then um, layoffs happened mm. people got laid off so uh, the assistants were being moved around mm. and I um, got the opportunity I was given the opportunity to say they said hey Michelle do you want to work for you know Dr. Norga this uh, primary care physician he's joining our group mm-hmm. And I, at first I was like, oh, I, I love working with, you know, my doctor. He's my mentor. But then I saw an opportunity that would give me, um, it would give me 
more knowledge, if that makes sense. Like it would, it would give me the opportunity to learn more about medicine mm-hmm. since primary care is just broad. Anything mm-hmm. can walk through the door. Mm-hmm. So working with him, I learned something new every day. Wow. Dr. Norga, he's awesome. Yeah. And, um, he, he knows that I'm, I'm, I'm studying. Obviously I'm, I'm studying for um, my, my medical exam. Mm-hmm. And um, when he takes the time to teach me something, or he takes the time either during clinic or after clinic, like as a review of the day. And he teaches me something, I go to my planner. And I mark, I, I take my notes on the day that he taught me. And um, so in that section of the day, I jot down what it is. He, he talked to me about Parkinson's disease, right. hypertension. And I write those 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 diagnoses down right. in addition to what it is he's he's telling me or he's teaching me about Mm. and at the end of the week I go back to that I review each day and I say okay well on Monday I learned about hypertension on Thursday I learned about you know gout so the following week when that day comes again I reflect back on the, the week so if if I was taught Parkinson's on Monday the following Monday I just look back like oh yeah last week I learned about Parkinson's what am I gonna learn today Right. So that's just an example of how I take mental notes. I, I I remember on a specific day of the week what it is I learned mm. by using a planner. And I love I love planner is probably like the best thing that I like. It's like a most I wouldn't say a prized possession, but it's definitely a, a great tool that I use daily. Right. Um, planners right. they have a calendar, everything, you can yeah. write notes, little sections. So that's great. You know, it reminds me of a story. I love my planner too. <laughs> now I use my phone notes, but uh, <laughs> um, a couple of things that you said in terms of jogging memory, right, and right. creating those neural pathways of memory in your brain, and the fact that you wrote it down—that kinesthetic practice of writing something down—is it helps you remember something. So Definitely. just the, the fact that you wrote it down, but the rehearsal that you're going through yeah. in terms of looking back at what you said, of what you wrote the the week prior, and then looking at the future and saying, okay, this is what I learned last week. This is what I'm going to probably learn this week. And then just making those connections, that rehearsal, the mental rehearsal, again, it just helps cement that that memory piece that you learn from your gurus and from your mentors. Right. There was a professor at Pepperdine University, uh, Dr. Parham, mm-hmm. and uh, he was my first African-American professor at the, at the university. That's awesome. Yes. I love him. He was just awesome. And one thing that he would do that would freak me out was that he would say, when you start class, I'm going to ask you what you learned the last class, which was the last Thursday. Yeah. So from Thursday to Thursday, a week had passed. I can't remember what happened this morning. <laughs> and so I would have to, right before we started class, look at the notes and try to figure out what was it, because he was going to ask me a question or anyone else, and mm-hmm. we'd have to be able to respond. And that mental rehearsal helped create not only memory, but make connections, connect it, connections between themes and understandings. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, it was psychoanalysis. But um, that's what helps us with our memory and story. Like when when I, you know, you just mentioned, and I think about what my mentors taught me. I think about what my mentors, my spiritual guides taught me. And mm-hmm. they would always be a story, a story that, like one story that Phil told me, he's my spirit guide, and he lived in Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. He looked like a Native American chief. He oh, was wow. complete, <laughs> white hair down to his shoulders. 
he had a very he was Russian, so he had these blue blue eyes, but he was completely emaciated. So uh-huh. he had these really tall sh- cheekbones, and he was missing a couple of teeth. And uh-huh. he would wear like these really wide Native American like bracelets, you know, like white you know white gold with like turquoise and stuff. And he was like seven feet. He was literally seven feet tall. And so like he would tell me the story about this rock climber who would say, you know. You can only, uh, he would rock, he would climb rocks in Joshua Tree or wherever he was climbing rocks, and he would say, only look six feet ahead. Because if you look beyond six feet ahead, you're going to lose falling, mm-hmm. and you can fall. And that is such a, an incredible story about not being anxious, not not always focusing on the future, but really on the present moment and what's yeah. in front of you, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So those stories are what we kind of like hold on to, to kind of like bring us to higher levels of consciousness or understand life, you know, as we have it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about, um, last time I talked to you, you talked about setting a really firm foundation, not only in your spiritual understandings, but also in your physicality and how that foundation can help you get through really tough moments in your life. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So in regard to the firm foundation, I, I follow three P's. So it's, it's plan, prepare, perform. And that's just the foundation of my mindset. Because if you're working toward a goal, short-term, long-term, you got to go about it day by day. For me, that's how I tackle it. You know, I can't think too far ahead because then I freak out and I stressed out. And we don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that. <laughs> So that's where the planner comes in. You know, I what I do is I, I got to plan my goal. So, mm-hmm. for example, short term, I can have a goal of, you know, gaining um, upper body strength. What am mm-hmm. I going to do? And this is where I talk to myself. What, what am I going to, what are you going to do, Michelle, to achieve that goal? And how I go about it is day by day. So I have daily goals. Like, what are you, you going to eat today to, in, in, to enhance your muscle tone? So probably, you should probably increase your protein. Uh, intake in your in your in your nutrition um, weekly goals well what are you doing to um, remain consistent with your with your physical fitness to in regard to like gaining the upper body strength what are you doing what, what am I doing to to um, achieve that goal long term wise um, I guess it would just be like medical school so eventually I want to go to medical school and using that as a long-term goal that takes a lot of planning. So again, with the planner, I go about my daily goals. What am I doing today that's going to get me closer to achieving that long-term goal? Mm. Weekly goals. What did? What am I going to do this week to again achieve that goal? What am I going to do differently than last week? Uh, are you? You know, did you read as much as you wanted to? And mm. if not, incorporate that that time. And, t- and I, I want to elaborate a little bit on, on time because when the firm foundation, you know, the, the plan, prepare, perform, time is essential. Hmm. And what I want to emphasize is I really dislike, like if I were to have, a, if I have a conversation with someone about a goal that they have and they want my input, like what should I do? And I suggest, I make a suggestion I really dislike when people say, I don't have time for that. Have you ever, has everyone, and everyone, anyone yeah. told you, or have you said that yourself? Yeah, it's totally. like, 
I don't have time for that or, you know, I'm doing this, I'm too busy. Right. My approach is always make time. I can I, I sometimes say that to myself, you know, mm. I can say, well, I don't know if I have time for that. No, it's it's make time because we're all we're all different as individuals. We're we're all special. We all have, you know, our own uniqueness mm. in regard and just not just broadly speaking, but we all have the same 24 hours. So how for for me I go like I say I emphasize this I go about it day by day mm-hmm. and with time 24 hours in a day and with work so with what I'm pursuing I'm working through the pandemic I'm mm-hmm. studying mm-hmm. I'm running mm-hmm. so those are just my three things that I do consistently on a day-to-day basis or at least I I try to remain consistent mm-hmm. and 24 hours in a day. That's a fixed number. That's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Work. Um, specific days, uh, like Monday is different than Tuesday. Um, like Monday, my number would be that I'm working would be like maybe four or five hours. Tuesday would probably be an average of eight hours. Mm-hmm. So this is what I mean by going by day to day because every day is different. And I know that based off the schedule that I get, like, okay, Michelle, you're going to work this day for this long. And then on this day for that long. So with the 24-hour number being fixed, not changing, let's just use uh, let's use Tuesday for example. So I, I work about eight hours on a, on Tuesday in clinic. So you subtract 24. I mean, you subtract eight from 24, and you get 16. So okay, Michelle, you and this is where I'm talking to myself. That's how it's usually I talk to myself oh, a lot. Great. <laughs> I talk to myself a lot. Um, it's like okay. You subtracted the amount of hours you work, so that's eight. You're left with 16. Now I go about how am I going to fit in what I need to do that day. So, so I'm training for a race, or when I'm training for my races, I need to fit in at least an hour of, of some kind of fitness. You know, like whether that's running, working out with weights, some kind of, of physical fitness for at least an hour. It's like, okay, subtract that. Then you're, you have 15. Mm-hmm. Sleep. Okay, so sleep. I can control how many hours I sleep. Mm. I mean, we all have that control. You just set an alarm for however long, seven, eight hours, and you get up. But it, you have to train your, your mind, okay, with you have to train your mind in alignment with your goal. You want to achieve this goal, you have to, it takes training, physically and mentally. And... Mm. So you, you have to train your body to say, okay, well, you got to get this amount of hours of sleep. And I, I recently researched on this. I mean, I, I researched how many hours does the average adult need in order to essentially function, you know, not be too tired, not be, you know, too energetic to where you where you sleep more and you actually wake up kind of even more tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I, I usually do eight. Like, I, that's my average eight. So then you subtract eight from 15 and then I'm left with what seven hours okay so I incorporated my work hours the time I sleep my running and I'm left with seven hours Mm -hmm. that number is pretty consistent in my week so that's the amount of time that I know that I have to study to have leisure time to just you know maybe take not take a nap but just kind of relax sit down breathe um and that's just how I go about it. That's just my foundation. I, I, I go about my day um, 
I go about, I'm sorry, I go about my goals day by day. Mm-hmm. And time is, is just, I, we all have the same 24, like I said, and, and how I, I use my time. It's like an investment because if, if I, and sometimes I, I, sometimes I can't follow through because I get tired. If I were to do that every day, study seven hours a day, I, well, that's happened before. <laughs> I'm just get tired and that's okay. It's natural to get tired. That's why we have weekends, you know, to just relax. And then Sunday's that reset button. Right. So, so I kind of want to recap. Yeah. You've said a lot of things. Yeah. Really, yeah. Sorry. I just kind of went out okay. <laughs> on a tangent. You have a lot of tips. So one of the things that you said was that, well, first of all, you're very, very cognitive. You're very reflective. And you reflect um, through self-talk. That's what we call self-talk in psychology. And right. Talking to yourself, planning things, strategizing, you know, using your prefrontal cortex to make those decisions and yeah. those judgments, right? Yeah. So you have a lot of reflection. And and then you said, number two is that you set a very strong foundation and you're using a system for your foundation that incorporates incorporates plan, prepare, and perform. Yes. And so this uh, strategic foundation you can apply to various areas of your life, whether it's running, studying, maybe having some uh, social hours with friends, and maybe using that three-piece section to kind of like plan for that, using your planner as where you record that time. And you have a very strong sense of time and compartmentalizing how you use your time to meet your goal. Right. Another thing that I want to point out is that um, in our cultures, and in cultures, for example, Latin American culture or um, the Pacific Islanders or... Um, you know, agricultural cultures, we are very present moment oriented. Mm -hmm. We don't really plan for tomorrow and we definitely don't plan for five years from now. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Just the moment to moment. Right. In the present moment, which is great if you're like a mindfulness guru, right? Right. But in the States, it's totally different. And one of the things I struggled with as um, someone who was born in Costa Rica and you know, later on lived in New Orleans and then in California, especially going right. to Loyola and Pepperdine and things like that, is that I was caught up in a future-oriented culture and I did not know how to respond to it because I was present moment in my mind. Mm-hmm. And all of the other colleagues who were going to college with me were very future-oriented. They were they were taught this in school, how to plan ahead, how to use their planners, how to um, strategize how to do all these things and I didn't know how to go about it but you really spelled it out very carefully you also said um, you said uh, what am I doing today that will prepare me for tomorrow that is absolutely key prior preparation prevents poor performance oh wow I love it that's that's the mindset right there Mm -hmm. prior preparation prevents poor performance you like the peas for some reason you know it, it sticks and that goes along with uh, I guess the memory, it's it, whatever works. If you got to use the same the letter. Mnemonic. Yeah. <laughs> you like plan, prepare, prior preparation. So yeah, prior it, preparation what? Prior preparation. Prevents poor performance. Prevents poor performance, yeah. So uh, when I came back home, I started working. It was great. Um, and then I, oh, that's where I was going with it. So when I was in Arizona for that month or so, I use that time as a graduate because I'm not a student there anymore. I mean, I have my degree. I use that time to really speak to my prior professors that I that I had for classes, and 
there was a select select few that I, I wanted to talk to because you know I looked up to them their intelligence like there there was something about the, uh, these professors that I was curious about mm-hmm. more specifically with what it is that they taught me mm-hmm. and I was curious um, curious enough to ask them questions like I mentioned before I asked Dr. Dale like how how it is that you go about challenges and um, I asked I actually asked the same question to multiple professors because I want because everyone's different like I mentioned we're all different we all handle stress uh, mm-hmm. we all handle our you know our out, everyone has a different outlook on life so with that, that that's something special and that's something that every individual has so when you when you ask questions uh, to different people, you're going to get a different response. Mm-hmm. So it's like, my favorite ice cream is cookies and cream. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream? Hmm. I think it's like, well, I like pistachio. <laughs> it depends on the mood. Sometimes See, mint chip. <laughs> if we were to walk in the ice cream store, nine times out of ten, we're going to get a different flavored ice cream. Right, right. So back to us being different. There's something special about that. So I have that outlook when I speak to someone, when I meet someone, when I'm curious enough to ask someone a question, I have that thought in my mind, this person is different than me. Mm-hmm. Because if we were all the same, we would all dress the same, walk the same, eat the same ice cream. Right, right. <laughs> so I had that going back to Arizona after I graduated and I was there for research. And I I, I took that opportunity to ask questions to my professors because I knew upon returning home, I was going to face challenges. I, I already anticipate, anticipated that at the time. So I wanted their valuable feedback while I was there, as opposed to being there and then not taking advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So uh, another professor who I spoke to, who's actually inspired me to run, was a doctor, or is Dr. Grubbs. And he's a professor that taught me um, organic chemistry. And if you ask any... <laughs> pre-med or bio major organic chemistry was the class that just you know <laughs> that really yeah it's um that was the the toughest class in yeah. my undergraduate career for sure and that said I look at Dr. Grubbs how are you able to teach such a hard just like concept wise it, it was a challenge for me but it's like he's the master at it so I I was very curious to know how it is that he handles that or how how is it that he um goes about challenges in his life I, I just I was very curious just with with with, with everything about that mm-hmm. and um I then looked at what what it is that he does and this is this is where the running was um where I was inspired just to start running yeah because he's a runner. Mm. So I self-reflect, okay, Michelle, do you run? Do you do these things that these professionals, because they are professionals, you know, what, are, what is it that they're doing that I can emulate oh. to do and just kind of, um, you know, reach that level of, eventually that's what I want to do is reach that level of intelligence. But I want to, I want, I want to do, start doing what it is that they do so that way I can, um, eventually, you know, pick up on good habits that they have, mm-hmm. whether it's with memory or just health in general. So mm-hmm. I really, I really was inspired by all my professors, not just those two. I mean, there's multiple. Right. 
But it reminds me of a story. Uh, it's very similar. I was, I was uh, getting my administrative credential at uh, Long Beach State, and I had a professor there, uh, Dr. Geitman, actually, <laughs> and uh, he said, "Wherever you're going, whatever you want to do, dress the part. Dress the part. Like, be like that person. Like, dress. Wow. If you want to be an administrator, dress like an administrator. Act like an administrator. Yeah. Talk like an administrator." I like, like that. really study. So a couple of things that you said that I just want to recap. Yeah. One is that you have a very curious mind and you're asking a lot of questions. And oftentimes we don't because we are in our head and we have our own stories that are going on. We're attached to the past or worried about the future. Mm-hmm. And we aren't looking at the gems that we have in front of us, being curious about it and asking questions. So that's right. number one is asking the questions and maintaining a curious perspective around that. Um, And then you said something, another thing that I really want to capitalize on is working outside of your comfort zone. There's absolutely no growth that happens inside of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So if you're comfortable doing what you're doing, it's really hard to grow. Yeah. Growing is hard. It's difficult. It doesn't feel good sometimes, (laughs) but you got to get outside of your comfort zone to be able to do that. Then um, you also... uh, yeah, those are the, the two pieces and also like the feedback, you know, that um, not only are you learning from multiple perspectives from other people, mm-hmm. gurus and mentors and people that you admire, that you're asking them perhaps for feedback in your own life. Yes. And you're using that feedback in, in within yourself to move forward in yes. wh- whatever direction you want to go into. And that's what I really was intending for uh, was to speak to them as a person. Because they were my professor at one time. They taught me the fundamentals of whatever class it is that they were teaching me. But like I said, when I graduated and I went back to school as a graduate, not as, you know, like I was no longer a student, I looked at these individuals as people. I did before, but what I'm trying to say is I wanted to talk to them just just like I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to think of, of who they are. I just want to talk to them and just have a conversation. They're people too. No, yeah, yeah. Right. And I mean, their reputations precede them. Right. But I had this with my intent of being curious. And that's just how I kind of switched that perspective on them. Right. And I think that's that's what uh, allowed me to ask them questions and then also them to identify, okay, Michelle's asking me something, you know, on a personal level or right. just regarding them as a person in general. Yeah. But to, to, to talk a bit more about curiosity part Mm. it's important to be curious and that's what I've learned because if you're not curious about something so for me it's like (laughs) being curious so my curiosity is in medicine it's 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 in you know that's the direction I'm headed I have a continuous curiosity about how the body works you know what happens when you know we're infected and how how is it that our body functions to get back to that homeostasis, you know, just to remain healthy? That, that, that's, very, that's very interesting to me. I'm curious about it. I'm curious about how, you know, the heart works. Because without your heart, you're, you're dead, you know? Right, like, right. it's just, it, it amazes me. Our body is just amazing. Medicine is just amazing to me. And I'm curious about it. Right. So as I'm curious about it and I ask questions, whether it's to Dr. Norga, who I work for, that... It, that feeds my motivation, mm. which then 
when I'm motivated, that that drives me in the direction that I need to go. That fulfills my my passion. And when I'm passionate about something, I find my purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm passionate about um, learning about the body. You know, I'm passionate about, I'm, oh, I'm curious about learning about the body. And I'm passionate about helping others um, get better. Or I'm curious to know, like, what is it that this individual needs to do to get better, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So passion, my passion being of service to others. Mm-hmm. When I identify my passion, I know my purpose. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm deciding to go down this route Mm -hmm. because I'm passionate about it. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. If I if that's not there, and I and it's like when I wake up, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just going through movements, and I and I don't want to get movement confused with progress. There's Mm -hmm. a difference. So as a runner, I'll use a, a running analogy. Like if I'm gonna run a race a 5k that's like 3.1 miles i'm not in order to run those miles i need to go forward that's um um movement you know, i gotta move toward that one mile marker two mile three mile i'm not going to get there if i'm running in place i could be going through the motions of being in one place yeah my i'm i'm you know i'm jogging in place my heart rate's going up i'm sweating but i'm not going anywhere mm. so you don't want to i don't want to mistake movement for progression Mm. I want to progress Mm -hmm. I don't just want to go through the movements I want to work toward my goal or my purpose in life through my progression and that goes back to what I said before is looking at my goals short term long term and going about them day by day uh, week by week month by month and eventually year by year so I tie all that into my curiosity Mm. because if I'm not I mean I have to curious because that drives my motivation to pursue whatever it is that I want to pursue and then I'm and then I can tie that in with my passion I'm curious about this because I'm passionate about what it is that I want to to learn or to know Mm -hmm. and then I I find my purpose Hmm. so okay just to summarize those points there's something that's connected to learning in this piece so you know having taught students who are gifted and talented one of the things that we work on is obviously curiosity right yeah because curiosity engages the brain and when the brain is interfacing with something that's novel it hooks onto it and that synaptic Mm -hmm. stuff starts happening the dendritic branches just start going right right and so then you just increase you can't increase your intelligence but you are making a lot more you know connections with that so that curiosity helps fuel and the novelty helps fuel the learning but you know what's interesting that you said is that your mind supports the purpose so in essence that curiosity in the brain and in the mind supports your purpose and Mm -hmm. then aligning what you're doing with your being is absolutely next level in terms of like spiritual alignment having a strong sense of purpose this is what oprah talks about right right and then um i also you said oprah yeah she does i don't watch tv (laughs) (laughs) but i'm sure she said something something (laughs) so like i really appreciate the way that you've distinguished movement from progress because movement can have a certain physicality around it but progress is more like mental progress something that happens in the future oriented kind of space where Mm -hmm. you're actually achieving your dreams 
Right. So for our last point, I just want to go back into your running because I just saw this wonderful Facebook uh, oh. <laughs> post that you had with uh, some sort of like sports company, you know, sponsoring you. And yeah. in the in the message oh, oh. part of it, it said something about like, it's not about like running every day, but it's like running when I lack motivation. Can you tell me how, what do you do to get past that? Like, oh gosh, I don't feel like running today or given into not wanting to do something, how do you power through those like challenges in life? Yeah. When I initially started running, I hated it. (laughs) But I told myself, this is what you got to do. You know, try something new, try something you hate and learn to love it. Mm -hmm. And when I started training my mind first, my body followed. Mm -hmm. So I had to start up in my mental first. You know, I had to talk to myself you say you know Michelle if this is what it takes this is what you got to do and uh, it took some time uh, to learn how to run if and then that may may not make sense but you know running I know it's like you know A to B run whatever but there's a certain mileage that you gotta you know maintain and you don't want to overrun because then you get a stress fracture like I did in my foot and you know so Running is for sure a sport, <laughs> um, but in the moments where I don't want to run or in those moments where I don't necessarily want to weight train, whether it's because I'm tired or I just feel lazy, which is natural, we all do at one point, I have to remind myself, this is what you got to do. This is, you know, going to help you. Back to what I said before, I have researched what it is that I can do to improve cognitive function, my learning capability, my memory. Aerobic exercise, it's, it's popped up in, in numerous papers of, of, of that being a great way to, uh, to grow in that aspect of, of, of an individual. Like you can, there's things you can do, aerobic exercise, things you can eat, blueberries, you know, that food, nutrition, you know, it's just like, so, where I was going with that was, um, this is what I have to do. So, ultimately, long-term goal-wise, if you want to be a doctor, or if, oh, this is me talking to myself. <laughs> Michelle, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to do this and do that, you have to walk the walk. You know, mm-hmm. I can tell someone, you know, I want to do this in my life, I want to be this. Oh, Michelle, what are you going to do or what are you doing to aspire to be that in life? And that's, for me, running, that's a, a major role currently, and it works. I love running. I've, I've developed this passion for running. It's, it's, um, it's, <laughs> I can kind of just relate it to life. I can think about, you know, running a race. You know, you don't just show up at a race and run. You got to train. You got to train your body through nutrition through obviously running um, consistently throughout the week. Um, and when you train for that prior preparation for rinse performance and you do your race, you get that medal at the end. So in life, if I want to be a doctor, that'll be my gold medal. Mm-hmm. At the end of this race, well, not at the end. Life's a race, you know, but for this goal, it could be in the form of a race in my head. So what am I going to do now that's going to help me achieve that goal, achieve that medal, 
And that's what motivates me to get up every day, whether that's at four or five in the morning, go for a run and then start my day with, with, with reading or studying and then going to work. So it's, it's a consistent reminder that I, that, that I have to mentally go through just to motivate myself. Cause at the end of the day, no one's gonna, um, no one cares about what it is that I want to do. I, I have that at the end of the day. It's, it's up to me to make those decisions and, and perform these actions to work toward what it is that I want in life. And that's what motivates me to remain consistent with my running, to remain consistent with whatever it is else that I'm pursuing. But running has definitely established a balance. If, if I don't run, I feel weird. <laughs> if I don't go out for a run, um, like, like when I plan to, my day just kind of doesn't feel right. Right. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Yeah. So that's just one of those things that running has done for me is it's, it's, it's helped balance what it is that I'm, I'm trying to achieve. Once you realize that you can do anything, as long as you're working toward it and you're being, you're progressing toward that you're building your confidence, you're, you're, you're achieving those, those, those small victories, those triumphs that you mentioned in, in your, in your example, it builds your confidence and that fear just fades. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. So I love how you, how you, you, you use that, your experience with, you know, just, or your, your, your wanting to learn how to swim, you know, you, that's awesome. Like, I, that's what I love about you. And, and, and you have that initiative to do it yeah. because when you're fearful about something, you don't want to, you just, you're frozen. You don't want to do anything. Right. But once you realize and you internalize that you have the ability to do whatever it is you set your mind to, mm -hmm. that's when, you know, things become less fearful. That's when, you know, that stress, that anxiety, it just goes away. Right. And, um, that's um, something that uh, Dr. Grubbs taught me when I was talking to him. Um, and I asked him that very same question that I asked Dr. Dale. He said, small victories first, build your confidence. Yeah. And that has never left my mind in regard to like what I'm pursuing. So everything that, that I've learned from my mentors here at home, back in college, it's really shaped my mindset. And I'm very appreciative of that, of my whole college experience, of the people that I've met and who I'm still connected with, because they all, everyone plays a part in our lives, you know, and um, I just think with this mindset that I have, I'm very optimistic about my future. I don't have any fear going forward. And in the event that I do feel somewhat uneasy about something, it's just a matter of me just recollecting myself, remembering foundation, firm foundation that I talked about. And uh, as long as I stick to that and I remain focused, I know that I'm going to be okay. So that's how I go about, you know, my, my goals and in, in, in my life, you know, I, that's just, that's it. Yeah. So uh, with that, thank you so much to our listeners who have been listening to Joy's Score podcast. Um, our podcast offers tips and tools in fitness, health, and mindfulness for your personal journey. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts, 
as well as Apple Podcasts. Um, it's also available on your smartphones, iPhones, as well as Androids. Thank you so much. This is your host, and I hope to be here soon with you all. Bye.